So welcome to the Swarm podcast. Uh, this is the first one we are doing of 2024. Uh, we did one just before Christmas, but a lot has changed since then. Uh, I'm Martin Evans and I've got Tyler Bjorn back with me. Hey, Tyler. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> so before we start, um, it's worth, we should have mentioned this on the last pod, but worth mentioning, we now have a podcast email. So if anybody is listening out there, then we'd love to hear from you. And uh, And if you've got any questions or if there's any guests who you would like to talk to or, or hear from then uh, then send us an email please and the email is pod at wasp.com uh, so that's nice and simple give us an email and uh, yeah we'll see what we can to try and make this as entertaining and useful as possible for you guys yeah tell um, us what you want to hear exactly and we'll, we'll try and deliver so uh, yeah awesome start to 2024 um, Tyler what's been going on in North America before we we hit up Europe uh, well, look, I'd like to probably start off by saying it was a, it was a pretty solid 2023, uh, and we probably we couldn't have ended it on a better note than having uh, what's pretty popular here in North America during Christmas called Orange Bowl, uh, where we had uh, we had the Vacroses out there and and doing the uh, the Sail GP style racing. Uh, we had a great camp with 17 uh, sailors and uh, 13 stayed on for the championship. And uh, even uh, sweeter was just breaking into the new year. We had a, a woman's camp where we had Swedish, American, and Canadian sailors uh, coming together and uh, having a having a six day camp up at Jensen Beach. So it was an awesome start. And uh, and as we've been rolling through uh, through the sort of month of January, uh, we're now uh, prepping for the Americas in Hawaii, and it looks like we're going to have a, a record breaking. Uh, participation number and uh, couldn't be a better place to set that uh, record than uh, Hawaii. Nice, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that that Hawaii event just looks like everything you'd want from a wasp event. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah. I finally made the decision that I I won't be coming on the last pod. I talked about maybe coming, but just had a new baby and uh, yeah, life's getting in the way man. of that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm pretty tired, but uh, apart from that, we're all good. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, other great fantastic. thing in, in North America, actually, that we we talked about the other day is uh, is the ACCs, which we haven't officially put out anywhere yet, but that's now going to be a, an official CLGP qualifier for the Inspire Grand Final. So it's sort of a, a last-ditch attempt for anybody from any country uh, who, even if you've done an Inspire event already this season, you can turn up to that event and try and get one of those qualifying spots and... The Inspire container is going to be there with the, all the nine yep. Inspire boats. And so they're basically available for Europeans to to charter. And so you can pretty much fly over, charter a boat, or I mean, just have a boat, not even not even a fee involved with that. And then uh, and then go and do the event and try and get that it's, final spot, which is, a, which is a cool thing to do, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be uh, a pretty well-attended event. There's also going to be, there will be charter boats available from the Weekend Foil program. And uh, uh, the more I think about the the last chance of entry, uh, I I actually po I posted it on the Scuttlebutt uh, WhatsApp page quickly just to not even intentionally, and I got four emails right away saying, "Wait a second, what can I do this? Because I did Chicago or or I was doing this event, and uh, you know I think uh, I think." When we get the word out and we sort of coordinate a little bit of how to just, you know, places to stay or whatever it may be, I think as a lead up to CLGP uh, New York actual event, uh, what a great way to sort of finish the season off as far as CLGP 
and and have that uh, you know flavor of a of a true competition with I don't know maybe we'll break the record again in uh, in North American participation there as well. Uh, but we should you know definitely encourage the Brits, the French, the Spanish, uh, Italians. Uh, maybe we can get a couple Aussies down uh, or up or whatever you want to, whatever way they're going to come and come compete and see if they can uh, join the GP finals in San yeah. Francisco. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that that event could be a proper international just based on that, which is awesome. And um, and speaking of internationals, uh, I mean, the, the biggest news on my end is the, the Wasp Games in Norway. So we had... We opened up entries for 150 boats before Christmas, and I've got to be honest, I wasn't prepared for how quickly they were going to get snapped no. up. And it was like two days, and there were 150 boats on the list, and and it was like panic stations. What do we do now? Um, and then since then, we've sort of been working with the organisers and, uh, and managed to get another 30 spots. So now we're on 180, uh, which is a again that's a record breaking that's a record breaking games, uh, and it's in a place that sort of. It's you know it's a it's a long way away for a lot of people, so it's not in an ideal spot geographically to get that sort of record. So it's really pleasing to see that um, that so many people are keen and signed up, and we've still got fifteen or twenty people on the waiting list on top of that one eighty. So wow. it's yeah, that's it's awesome. I can't can't wait for that one. And and you know like you said, I mean, sure, you know it's not the easiest place to get to, but whatever, it didn't deter anybody to wanting to go to that what looks like a spectacular part of the world, uh, based on an island, uh, going for a, a, the championship. Uh, maybe maybe we'll someone will have to dethrone Sam Street. Maybe Shan Street goes for the three peat. Uh, definitely more countries. I mean, that, that's going to be a tough one to win, man. One hundred eighty yeah. boats. He's on, going around. He, he's on the list. Hattie's on the list at the moment, tentatively, yeah. but she, she's on there. So we've got the two defending champs coming. And uh, I, know, I know for a fact that Sam Whaley from the UK, who came second last year, uh, sorry, two years ago in, in Garda to Sam Street, has got his sights set on trying to win. You know, that is his goal now this season is to is to win those those Wasp games. So it's shaping up. Well, 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 Martin. I'm just going to say that I had the same thing go on here in Canada, and uh, my two young lads uh, that were down under competing for the first time on an international basis have come back very hungry, and they're looking to uh, take down the uh, the Sam Street of the world and compete and see if they can, uh, you know, claim a victory. It's going to be tough, but uh, well, that's what it's about. We'll look, a challenge. We'll look forward to it for sure. For yeah. sure. Guess we'll um, have to be there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, all be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. The office party. <laughs> and then other news in Europe. So we've got the first Euro Cup coming up uh, in Imperia in Italy um, at the start of April, uh, and just before that, there's a dry laps uh, training regatta and a camp in between as well. So it's a great opportunity to sort of get things going in Europe. Uh, and a proper international as well. There'll be there'll be Italians, Germans, Norwegians, Swiss, French. Um, so people from all over, uh, and then the dry laps guys are pretty well known as being some of the best wasp coaches out there as well. So for sure, there's a lot to learn and some great competition. So that, that's going to kick it off nicely. Um, and you know, I think that's actually a, an interesting point that what I've noticed, at least here in North America, because we are a little bit behind as far as the developmental process uh, with the wasp. But 
a lot of people are just so eager to do camps. You know, regattas are fun and we get the competition, but they're so eager to learn more about this whole foiling component, how to do it, you know, techniques and tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've actually, we had two uh, late December, early January uh, as, alongside the women's international camp that we had where uh, Ettor, uh, Budicini came over and did some uh, did some coaching. So we you know we we are importing some uh, top uh, talent, uh, but it's good to see everybody eager to learn. Yeah, for sure, <clears throat> for sure. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. People who go foiling now want to get those learning opportunities and then race on top of that. And and hopefully that's what we're we're providing for people. Um, and in, in the UK, we are uh we're on the cusp of announcing the athena wasp team which is part of the athena pathway program uh which is leading towards the youth and the women's america's cup teams uh, for the uk and now it's it's essentially what we're doing is formalizing the the wasp section of that so there's uh there'll be an under 18s and then under 25s and a, a senior team going forward of, uh, of wasp sailors who are going to feed into that athena pathway program and and give people those steps towards professional sailing and so I mean, from a wasp point of view, that's really about just giving people confidence and, and especially parents confidence in the in the class. And, you know, they can buy a wasp for their kids and know that there's going to be some quality training and some really, really good opportunities going forward. So that that's about to happen. Um, uh, and we've got the dinghy show coming up in a couple of weeks where, where hopefully there'll be some good stuff on that. Um, and one of our graduates of that, of course, is Hattie Rogers. Um so we know Hattie uh, as the current women's European and Wasp Games champion. She did the double last year. Uh, she also, in the UK, won the Yachtsman of the Year Award after winning the Inspire Grand Final in 2022. Um, and she's also a pretty smart cookie. So she, uh, <laughs> she she's uh, just done her degree at Southampton uh, in ship science and engineering and part of that um and Hattie might tell us about this later was doing the Sue Moth challenge and, and winning that and building a building a moth as part of the foiling week program out of sustainable materials uh, which is pretty cool she's got a bit of a heritage in, in the family of, uh, of boat building uh, and then the news has just come out that Hattie has been selected as one of the Youth America's Cup sailors for the for the Athena team so that's awesome news um so welcome Hattie congratulations hey guys thanks for having me congratulations Oh, awesome uh it's been such a good it's been so fun to watch uh your evolution journey through the the wasp and success that you've enjoyed and and it you know it hasn't it hasn't come easy you you've worked hard uh from my vantage point to to get your success so uh good on you and uh, what a great role model you are so thank oh. you oh thanks cool. i think um I think everything's just worked out quite well with you know, doing the sale GP Inspire. Luckily, I was just about the right age. And then um, doing the Europeans in the Worlds last year, it's just um, and now into the youth team for Athena. Everything's just out quite well with my pathway. And yeah, looking forward to continuing that. How has it, it been? Because I, I guess you, I don't know how long you've actually known that you're in the team or, or how fresh this is for you as well but I guess you've been sitting on it for a little bit and wanting to tell people and, and now I've seen you know the last couple of days my social media has just been full of Athena announcements of the team so what, what's it like now feeling that you know everybody knows and it's out there and it's all definitely happening you know yeah I think it's really amazing I mean people have been asking me what I'm up to this year um, having come back from Oz and the Wasp games out there 
um, and have been asking what my plan is for this year. And it's been kind of tricky getting a vague answer and and um, and not really being able to say anything. And now, like, I'm moving to Barcelona in April. So I think it's nice to be able to let people know what we are. Um, and, you know, it's been something that I've worked towards for quite a long time now. And um, it's a bit of a milestone for me, I think. I saw the likes of kind of Annabelle Vose uh, winning it and back in Bermuda and she was the only girl on the boat and she did ship science engineering at Southampton so to see her going through the engineering route and then after having done her degree and like doing the Youth America's Cup and winning it like that's just really what I wanted to do so it's nice to be in this position now. Yeah that's a good, it's a good point about the education thing I, I didn't really consider that before but I think within the professional sailing scene now Obviously, you've got to be a good sailor, but sometimes being only a good sailor isn't enough. And if you can add some extra value somewhere with some expertise on on something else, then you're suddenly so much more of a of an exciting prospect for a team to to sign up to as well. And you know, there's so much data and and so much technology these days that if you can give some insight as a sailor, but with a technological spin on it or with a data-driven spin on it, and you're suddenly so much more useful than just having, you know, a really good feel of the helm. Um, well, you know, I, I think it's just going from my background, I've, I've always noticed that the, the, the individuals that have more to bring to the table uh, are more valuable. And I, I think of a guy, a guy like Tim Hornsby with the American Magic Programme, uh, I mean, he he went off and started studying electronics and all that kind of stuff just to be more valuable. And it, I mean, we all know a little bit of what happened in the uh, in the last cup when they had the crash. But he became one of the most invaluable guys putting that thing back together. <laughs> I mean, you know, he didn't sleep, and it was like, man, if I didn't do that, you know, who knows if I would have been back in the next cup? So, uh, for all those out there listening on this one, you know, the educational piece is very key to success. The more you bring to the table, uh, the more valuable uh, you are, as Hattie has demonstrated. Yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> I think it. Thing with the engineering in the America's Cup because obviously they kind of come hand in hand and you know we see people like as you say like on the American team like Helena Scott and she's doing the women's uh, America's Cup in October yeah. but she's been working as an engineer with them for quite a while now so um, I think it's nice to be able to do both for sure. Definitely nice. and you've got some you've got some amazing company on the team on the women's team as well there's a lot of a lot of medals in there and world and European championships and yeah, no, the UK, I guess, is blessed with with a lot of talent. Um, but so, one of the names you've got on there as well is is Matt Beck, um, who won the Wasp Europeans in twenty twenty one. So he's a he's a former Wasp as well now a now a kite surfer. So it's it's cool to be back with him. Have you have you spent a lot of time with him in in the trials and the training and and things uh, in the run up to this? Yeah, yeah, I've done quite a lot of the like trials process with him, and um, I've known Matt for years back since you know like we met in oppies and kind of came through all of that together and then I've said this before but we kind of like all split off into our youth classes so I think he went lasers I went 29ers and um it's just nice coming back together in the wasp again and you know go through the wasp pathway and then into youth america's cup like all together and yeah I'm really excited to be working with Matt he's also a trimmer so um Never know, we could end up on either sides of the boat together. <laughs> yeah, nice. You can compare tack to tack. Yeah, that'd be better. cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, uh, and, and worth mentioning, I, I think, from my point of view, is, um, is Ross Bannum, who we all, we all know pretty well, one of the best wasp players in the world and 
really professional operator who unfortunately didn't quite make the team, uh, which which I guess just shows how cutthroat that is and, and how tough that is. Um, and in some ways, I, I feel that the Wasp is a little bit under underappreciated for how tough our racing is and how competitive it is. And it's awesome that we got Wasp sailors in there, um, but there's still so much more talent in the fleet that that is there and raring to go. Yeah. And you know, and Ross is a great guy, and and I know he's probably pretty pretty sad about not not making the team. But but I know that he's he's a quality sailor and and a really sort of really focused guy when he puts his mind to it. And, and I'm sure he'll come out smelling of roses somehow in the sailing world. But yeah, fortunately on this occasion he missed out. So um, yeah, tough times for Ross, but. Uh, well, you know, and, and I'm sure, the, I'm sure, Hattie, there's a, there's a there's a level of disappointment not having him as part of it, but it it, it is part of the game. And uh, one thing we have here in Canada every year, Christmas, uh, is uh, hockey, and uh, you know the the World Juniors Championship is such a prestigious one, but there's so much talent to be chosen that sometimes the best ones don't get chosen because it's it's not about just being the best. This is a team, so you have to bring, uh, like we just mentioned, you know, unique talents, team effort, team component, an attitude, a, a teamwork sort of uh, effort that uh, comes into the decision making process, and and it's really ultimately, you know, how do all the ingredients put together gel, and that's what's going to win it. So uh, obviously, your uh, your talent, Hattie, as a as an individual and just team player, uh, really stood out. So again, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's a really good friend of mine, and I've sailed with him like Matt for years. And I think uh, he's a really good sailor, and I'm I'm sure he'll do some really great things. I've recently seen on his Instagram that he's back in the boat, and I think he's raring to go, and um, I'm sure he'll have a fab season. Yeah, yeah, and he is just such a crucial part of that training group. And when Whaley's talking about winning the games. Ross is probably talking about winning the games as well. And with those two together, training together, I think the UK are in with a pretty decent shot this year, I'd say. Oh, for sure. The two of them Hattie, together, they'll do great. Hattie, uh, I, have, I have a question. So you, you've actually, what's very interesting is we, you know, with the, with the foiling piece, we, we've got two amazing uh, pathways with GP and now with the AC40 Women's and Youth Program. Uh, now you've actually gone through both right and so you did the CLGP piece is there a comparable that you would see uh, or your experience and going through the whole process with CLGP and, and having that experience versus this AC trials program and actually having the allure of of Hannah Mills and and uh, uh, Ben Ainsley sort of around I'm sure you know the the, the impressions they have what, what was your experience when you compare those two well I guess I was a bit younger when I did the CLGP Inspire circuit. I was, uh, oh, when was it? It was 2022. So for the final, I was 22. But then for the trials, or I, well, not really trials, but um, the event in Plymouth, I was 21. So I guess I'd probably approach, like, I don't know, approach it a bit differently now because I'm coming up to 24. But um, in terms of the pathway, I think, I mean, I think it's really great that I've done both. And um, I think CLGP has done a really good job in, you know, bringing in um, the youth with the WASP. And again, like we always see the WASP being used um, for the youth stuff. So clearly, um, you know, there's, I guess, some parallels with the AC40 pathway because the WASP is being used with the Athena pathway program and with the Canadian um, stuff where you, you are, Tyler. So I think yeah. there's 
parallels in that. Um, and the Wasp is clearly um, the chosen pathway boat, which I think is really cool. Um, I I don't know. Um, do you guys see any like similarities between the two? I haven't had well, any experience I'm... with the AC stuff so far, um, so so I don't really know. I'm just getting involved in this this Athena stuff now, um, but I I, th I think it's the the timeline of it is totally different, right? Because the Cell GP is like an annual thing with lots and lots of events through the year, and the, the America's Cup is like this thin slice of time over a big period, of, you know, a big cycle. So I think we'll really know the answer to that after this America's Cup when it gets to 2025, and we'll see how many of these teams want to continue that momentum and keep these programs going to then feed into the next one. Uh, I think I think that's going to be the big difference for us. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's likely that that all of the youth uh programs and things will carry on. Um otherwise I don't know, it's not much of a pathway, is it, if it's only for this cycle of the America's Cup and you never really know whether there'll be another youth America's Cup and women's America's Cup again. But um with the momentum it's got at the moment, I'd like to think that it will continue for quite a long time. So I think the yeah. WASP will just be stronger and stronger, to be honest. We've got a yeah, try you know what? I, I have to think that this is not a one-time wonder. This is, uh, uh, you know, with the announcement of of, uh, of the, the British team, the Canadian team still to come, the American team uh, is somewhat ready to go, the, the Kiwi. When you look at this, this underneath, if you will, competition that in the AC40s, it's going to be insane. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if you've touched the AC40, but I'm sure there's going to be some teams that have never gotten into an AC40 really before, maybe a month before this. And they're going to be flying around, literally, I mean, in insane speeds, uh, competing against each other uh, with with new professionals. You know, imagine you're going from from your, your go-kart to the Formula One. Uh, Formula One car, and you're out in the street driving. It's gonna be, an, it's gonna be amazing, right? And uh, and when I look at Sail GP, you know they really plowed the way for the development of this sort of, I don't know, professional pathway, if you will. Uh, it definitely started the women's pathway with when I was when I was implementing the the Sail GP Canada team, you know. And this is just growing and growing. That you know we're not going to stop growing this. Uh, it's just going to actually get better and better. And they're going to complement each other because of just their natural rival rivalry as well. So uh, I think this is, this is something that's a long time coming and it's going to be a long time to say. So uh, with the, uh, with the Athena selections, Hattie, what did, what did that look like? You hear people talking about simulators and, and it being a mix of, of sailing, but a lot of the time on the sim, how much sort of video game stuff did you end up having to do? Uh, well, it was kind of a mix of things. We did on-the-water stuff, so you probably saw the ETF-26 we've been using um, for the last kind of two two years. Um, so I did an event on that back in, uh, when was it? It was in, I think, August 2022. Um, so, but then it's been running for um, the whole of last season for the ETF set. Um, Athena's kind of been cycling through sailors for that, just seeing um, how people were on the boat and, you know, how they were in a team, I guess. And then with the simulator stuff, so we had the one person uh, simulator kind of F1 wheel kind of style um, sim that we've been using. But then um, since kind of September time, we've been on the four person sim. So that's the proper full cockpit AC40 simulator. 
Um, so we've kind of done a mix of things, but I think each like individual aspect of the trials has been like really important. Um, yeah, and what it's is just it? it's it's so much more than just sailing. Um, like how how well you do your role. It's just like obviously you're in a team, so you gotta you gotta do well in a team together. And what what is the what is the sim sailing feel like? Does it does it is there any feeling of reality or does it is it is it still sort of a long way away from that? Do you get fully immersed in it and feel like you you could be on a boat? Uh yeah, I mean there's different angles that um that like it shows on the simulator. So you can um change the setup quite a lot within there, um, and change the wind strength and the sea state and all of that. So um it I mean it's meant to be as close to real life as possible, but I haven't sailed the AC forty yet. So um I'm probably not the best person to ask. But um I'm sure from what I've heard um from the preliminary regattas and all of the reports from that, like it sounds like the simulator is actually pretty close. Um and hopefully it will be I mean like well it will be a fantastic tool um that I think we'll use right up until um, we actually do. Sweet. I'd like to get a little ride on one. <laughs> I think that would be that'd be a good time. Yeah, I, I heard uh, I heard that Sam Whaley was doing some tech tinkering on the back of that as well. So people are creeping up in in funny places because he's he's too old for the uh, for the team, but he's he's techy and and a foiling sailor, obviously. So I, I don't know if you've had much work with him on that, but I, I heard he's been. Well, you made it sound like he was under the desk putting the wires back together sort of thing, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think Sam's pretty gutted that he's not um, he's not the right age to do it because I think Sam would have been uh, really, really good on the boat. But, um, yeah, it's a shame he's not uh, he's out of the age bracket, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of other opportunities for him. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. And and talking of opportunities I, I say this quite a lot but I, I think when you compare to the wasp to other classes and especially youth classes I think there's so many really lucrative opportunities that are coming out of the wasp at the moment that just don't exist in other classes at all it's things things like the cell GP and the Athena pathway but but also just there's a lot of places wanting to do foiling and just before Christmas there was an event in in Cagliari in Sardinia um where just out of the blue, the the local authority um the organizing authority just called me up and said we need 20 wasp sailors we'll pay their flights and accommodation and they can just come out and do some racing yeah there's stuff like that that's happening that you just would not find in other classes and i feel like you are the person who has really grabbed every opportunity that's come your way through this whole wasp process and and i wondered how if you look back and you didn't buy that boat during the pandemic and did all that all that sailing what, what sort of do you think what would you be doing now would you still be doing some sailing other type of sailing or, or any idea where you think you'd be well how, how did it all unfold yeah i've never heard <laughs> so i bought my boat just before lockdown i think i had a, a couple of a couple of sails on it before uh we went into full uk lockdown so unfortunately um I had to watch it on like in the garage for quite a while. Did some boat work, which was good, but um, <laughs> yeah, didn't get much sailing out on the water. I actually had a test flight with sailing fast, um, and that's really what um, I, I think. Actually, just trying out the boat um, for the first time, it really hooked me. So 
And it's like no other sailing that I'd done before. And a lot of my mates, like Ross, were already in the class. So I was like, oh, well, this looks pretty cool. Um, and I think it worked well for me at uni because uh, engineering, um, I mean, if anyone's done engineering here, you know what, like how intense it is and how many hours of the day it takes up. So um, I think it was just the perfect boat for me to just go sailing whenever um I had the time because I was looking I did look at some Olympic sailing but the Olympic sailing that I wanted to do was kind of all double-handed so and it would just be a bit tricky to do that especially given my engineering uh, uh my engineering degree was just taking up so much time so the wasp was really the perfect boat for me um and that's really how I got into it and um yeah we, we're lucky actually we've got such a good group in the UK you know the likes of Matt you know Arthur Fry Sam Sam Whaley uh like all of those guys it's just um I think we've all come through together and we're just loving our sailing so just quite lucky and I have found I mean to your experience with a small with a small group but a good group uh it seems like that's that's the the culture of of the wasp is that you get you one person gets the boat and there's a small little group and then because there's such a learning a big learning curve everybody's just out there you know having a good time you know going around loving the scene a crash you know and just saying yeah man bro that was the best crash you know what i mean like you know you're encouraged about it uh so it's interesting to see the uniqueness around the world about this that that one little uh, hub if you will that just grows and and you know now we have to, bragging rights to each other's hubs of you know well, where did you go where did, where did your sailors go well that we've got you know we got one on the ac40 uh, program so again congratulations <laughs> thanks i think what's really interesting about the wasp as well especially when i came in and in the uk fleet i think i don't know maybe some people think that the wasp is only really a junior or a youth boat um, and it's just so not like you get such a range of people, especially our nationals. It's just so cool to see like different areas of the country all coming together and um, and just enjoying sailing. Because um, I think that's like I, I guess the community is like a really big thing in the Wasp. And um, I just think it's a boat for everyone and it shouldn't be just perceived as like a youth boat, um, especially with all of these youth pathways. Yeah, I'd say that's something that we're doing. We're doing really well. I think we, I mean, the the use of the word vibes is sort of pretty uncool, actually, because it's because the because no, bro, used, but we've got the vibes, man. I just think, I just think uh, that the way that people interact and and share things and and the different ages I think is exactly what makes the class special. So yeah, I, I fully agree, and I I love rocking up and and racing against you and racing against. Um, some of the other younger guys, but then also racing against the the blokes who work in London who sail at Datchet and just get out on the weekends. So it's 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 really nice. And and with the community, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about women in sailing now, which I some women in sailing sort of don't like to talk about in some ways because it's it's kind of like the the hot topic, I guess that that is, I guess low hanging fruit for a lot of conversations, but. The Wasp has got a pretty strong group of, of of women who who follow the circuit and some really top skill like yourself coming out of it. Um, but of course, it, it's you know women are under, underrepresented in the class as they are in, in the rest of the sport as well. Uh, at the Wasp Games in Norway, we got 180 boats, and we've got about 40 women, so we're about 20. percent um, So, I just wanted to ask, you know, what's keeping or what has kept you in the boat, and what's keeping you in the boat, and 
and what is it that that we could potentially do to try and retain more women in the wasp because because it's something that like you say the the balance of the community is what makes it special and if we can make that balance even you know even more more even across the genders and the ages then i think that's only a good thing well i think firstly like if you look at all of the one design single-handed foiling boats um i'd say the wasp um you know is one of the only classes that's proper competitive one design big fleet racing um, I mean, you come off a start line with 70 other boats or 80 other boats around you. It's just the best feeling. Like, it's just wicked. And I think that even like, so I sail in both the Moth and Wasp. Um, and I started the Moth uh, just over a year now ago. And um, the Moth just keeping up with it, like it is a bit of an arms race. Like it's just so expensive keeping up with all of the development. And um, I'm going to continue to sell both because I think both give different things. But I think that um, the Wasp is just, it's so much fun. You're with your mates and it's just like ev everyone's got the same kit in terms of like the, the design. So it's just like, I think it's a lot cheaper as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, I think it's a good thing to stay in it. Um, and I think I'll stay in it for a few years. But it's, it's also like, you know you finish and you're within like 30 seconds of like the rest of the fleet like it's such tight racing that um you know you're always having constant battles around the race course it's not like it just spreads out straight away so i think yeah yeah be cool part of the class yeah it's a proper dogfight in that middle part of the fleet isn't it at the games it's 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 like you know i used to be a laser sailor it's like laser racing it's so nose to tail it's like laser racing you're just doing three or four times the speed but it, it's I, I think until you see the racing or you're part of the racing, I don't think people really appreciate how tight it is, especially in, you know, in, the, in a Wasp Games fleet from the, you know, 15th to 40th or 50th or whatever, that block of boats is just inseparable. And, and from a, from a newcomer and a one who doesn't actually, you know, a little too big for the, uh, for the Wasp uh, at this point in my, my life, but uh, it is getting better. You can see, you know, the first times we ever did wasp sailing here, it was, you know, you, somebody had the skill and they just took off. Now it's just slowly getting closer and closer. And it's, you know, seeing, I mean, the last race of the world uh, was a prime example of, of uh, watching the top, uh, top, top sailors around. And the whole lead things changed <laughs> constantly uh, from mistake to speed to angle. It, it, it's, uh, it's a refreshing new view of uh, of the sport and just the speed is i think the biggest thing that makes it uh makes it more fun to watch absolutely yeah so i'm jealous so, <laughs> well, <laughs> well we'll book in some wasp sailing for you we'll get a lineup we'll wait for a 25 knot plus day and we'll get you in so uh, yeah <laughs> what, what's your schedule look like now then so you've got you're on the athena uh youth america's cup team there's obviously going to be a massive build-up towards that uh, how is your summer going to look? Are you going to get in any wasp sailing, or, or are you just AC, AC, AC? How, how's it going to look for you? So um, right now, I'm just getting ready to move to Barcelona. We've got quite a lot of camps in Weymouth at the moment, um, so we're we're just uh, training hard there. And then I moved to Barcelona in April um so i'm basically there right up until the cup so um i'll be yeah there full-time training um 
So, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty full on with all the AC stuff. It's going to be quite intense, but um, it's going to be such a cool experience and something that I've been kind of dreaming of for quite a while. So to be down there with everyone, um, be nice to see some more sailors down there as well. And um, just people from lots of different kind of youth pathways um, come together. It would be really cool. Uh, I am the WASP Games at the moment, but um, obviously that's in August right before the youth AC stuff. So um, I think it's quite unlikely that I'll be able to do it, but I have got an entry at the moment. I hope you can well, make it. Well, listen, uh, Addy, if you, if you have a week uh, to spare in the end of March before you move uh, and you want to fly to Hawaii, uh, we will most <laughs> definitely find you a fantastic uh, wasp for you to use. Uh, and uh, we'll even set it up for you, just pro style. You come in, you <laughs> sail, you leave. No problem. You're a rock star now. Yeah. That so okay. that invitation is there and it, it will be there for the whole uh, until you uh, until you get to Barcelona. Oh, thank you. Well, I'll have to see because uh, it's going to be quite busy. <laughs> but thank you. That's great. Yeah. And what, so when, when you go to Barca, are you, are you going yourself or is that part of the team? Are you living together? Is it like a full on boot camp style thing? How's that? How's that going to work? So I'm not quite sure what, what the plan is um, yet. Like we're just trying to work out details. Obviously, the team's only just been announced. So um, we're kind of in the um, early as well. I'm in the earlier stages of just working everything out, basically. But um, yeah, I think there's a few of us going out, living there full time. Um, obviously, there's a few people that are doing the Olympic stuff. So they're just going to have to balance uh, both programs. But um after the Olympics, so I think it'd be really nice just to have a full squad down there and um, yeah, all we'll, we'll work towards the same goal of you know winning. Well, well, that just sounds insane. You know, like no matter what comes of the AC, I think you're just going to look back on this year and just have the most insane memories that you'll be you'll be telling the grandkids in years to come. You know, like I, you know, I, I look back so fondly on my sailing days when I was doing the the tour with the laser lads, and 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 this is just that times a hundred, you know, you're doing such yeah. a massive, massive thing. And so, yeah, I'm super envious. I'm sure Tyler wishes he was, had these opportunities when he was younger. I wish these opportunities around, you know, 15 years ago when I was there, but yeah, I mean, it's been awesome to, to sail with you. I'm looking forward to sailing with you again this year, I hope. And, uh, and it's been great to see your progress through the class and what you're going on to. And myself and Tyler, I'm sure wish you the best of luck um, with it. And it's, yeah, it's been great to have you on the pod. Yeah, thanks, guys. And yeah, hopefully catch up soon. Yeah, thanks, Hattie. And uh, just a reminder to anyone listening, if there's anyone you want to hear from, any questions, maybe you've got questions for Hattie or, or whatever else, then please email pod at wasp.com and uh, we'll get on it. But uh, for now, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Right on.